<laughs> Yo. Check, okay. Cold pod. What is up? We're back on a rainy Monday. It's election day. <laughs> oh, is it election day? Shit. <laughs> oh, you bastard. I voted. I just got back from it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go right after this. You fucking better. Um yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Nice little little intro before our guest gets here. Uh you said you saw the new Wes Anderson movie and it rejuvenated you. Ba- yeah, it really did. I haven't liked the Wes Anderson movie that much in a very long time, and this one was fucking great. Damn. I loved it. I th- was Walked supposed out to- feeling so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to go see it tonight. Norman Wong's movie club. Movie club is secret movie club, but I decided to cancel because I'm not really feeling it today. <laughs> Josh isn't feeling it today. <laughs> Wasn't feeling it today, I'm gonna, but I think I'm gonna go to, we're going to go tomorrow because I do actually want to see it. And I actually haven't been to the movies in, I don't know, a year. <laughs> really? Wait, what? Yeah, probably. I don't even remember the last movie I saw. Was it like old or something? <laughs> no, it was. I saw something since then. But That's crazy. I don't go to the movies very often. Yeah, true. I like, kind of like... It's actually I, my, fa- my favorite night out now is going to a movie at Varsity and then going to the Artful Dodger, which is my new favorite bar. Right, you were saying this. Yeah. Okay. They had a fucking back patio with a pool table. So uh-huh. you got an outdoor pool table. That's it's like, it's a uh, crazy to me. It's an outdoor so pool I table. I felt like I was on vacation. Like I felt like I was in Cuba or some shit. <laughs> Playing pool it with was the elements. So sick. It was amazing. <laughs> I think I've I actually was terrible been to that at bar. pool. But you were. I thought you were good at pool. I am sometimes. It really. It's a. It's, yeah, a, it's a mood thing. Didn't I beat you, you once? Beat, yeah. You fuck. You carried our team once. Yeah. Sometimes because, I'm so good. Sometimes I'm. But because for so somebody bad. who plays as much pool as you do, you're always yeah. like, you're always like, well, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm gonna go to this bar. I'm like, oh, like why there? And you're like, oh, they have a pool table. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. This guy's good at pool. <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. I was a little disappointed. Sometimes I'm alright. <laughs> because you also play with the uh, the charisma of someone who. You know, plays pool. Well, well, that's half the battle. I know it is. It is. <laughs> that's actually when I start. Su- when I start being bad at pool is when I just like all of a sudden lose my confidence, right? And then I get all like jittery and sh- and I can't play. So yeah, that's what it is. Well, it's because even when you like set up a shot, you you're the kind of guy that like you know you do it properly. You yeah. have form. I have form. I have no form. Yeah. But I feel like I would piss off a pool shark because I. Just make shots that like I'm not really. I mean, I obviously I call the pocket. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you're like they're hard. You get. I see. I'm the same way. I get the hard shots in. It's yeah. the easy shots that yeah. I always fuck up. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. usually the sign of yeah. a bad pool player. Yeah, I beat some pool sharks at Swan Dive, and they really don't like me there. I can't go back. Well, that's. I mean, I'm not going there. Fine by me. <laughs> I don't really. Uh, I don't. I don't Did love you ever go that. Go on part? the burlesque night. I've only been to Swan Dive once. I'm not going to get into it, but it was not a very good night. The burlesque night is so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. I can it does, see that. It doesn't feel right. It <laughs> well, it's just a weird good. bar. Yeah, it's, it's a just a strange, strange bar. Um, I guess we had a pretty good weekend. I actually saw you on the weekend for once. Yeah, I came after work. I know, which was a rare thing. Austin did the classic, his new classic move where... Pizza man said, fuck work. <laughs> pizza man said, fuck work. <laughs> and he showed up with a pizza to the party. Yeah, and uh, I knew you guys were hungry. Well, that's the thing. It was like a great, it's, it's kind of the best move maybe ever. I also think like we're getting to the point of our lives where we actually shouldn't be showing up to parties empty handed. I agree. And imagine if no one showed up to a party empty handed, how good that party would be. I know. Because there's also like le- there's starts a- with you, and there's also that's true, and there's also <laughs> levels to the things you bring. You know, yeah. it's like you know, I, I do actually love it though. I will say because I maybe never used to do this because I was I, I'm a pretty notorious show up empty handed kind yeah. of guy yeah, to so. to a house party, not yeah. to like a 
you know, a, a nice little dinner or something. Yeah, I'll show up here with your USB stick. Yeah, exactly. I show up with my <laughs> USB sticks and fucking take over the decks. But um, no, I, I always, I always had like a weird love for like that, like random person who like shows up to a party with just like a six pack. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of the most boss move ever. You're yeah. just like. You're, and it's and it's 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 equal parts. You know, I brought these for myself, but at the same time, it's enough that you're just like, no, 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 have one, have one. Yeah, no, two four is the move. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's that's venturing into like real like. We're gonna turn this into a party. Yeah. When <laughs> when Nate walked in with the two four of Heineken, I was just like, this feels like a sick high school party. <laughs> I love this. I love. Well, this. I should say earlier in the night before this party that we're discussing, <laughs> uh, I DJed and. Well, I DJed the web show mm. who is, uh, I think I gotta say one of the best, one of the best acts in the city. Yeah. They're crazy. Like very fucking good. Yeah. They're uh, fun. That's fun the thing. To watch. Fun to watch. It's like borderline undescribable music. Yeah. It's like, like, like it's like auto tune country. Yeah. Electronic hyper. Yeah. I don't know. Piper pop ish. <laughs> hyper pop. Piper pop. I, it's, it's, hyper pop. I, I would say it, it falls into the hyper pop. Yeah, pop I think so, definitely. spectrum. I yeah. wouldn't call it hyperpop, yeah. but we'll have to get Emmett on here and find out exactly how he describes it. But um, no, it was amazing because you went to the one before where they played, oddly enough, at the Owls Club mm. uh, it, back in, I want to say, February or March or something like that. Mm. I actually have no idea when that was. But this show was also at the Owls Club mm. in the basement. Do you think they're, they're, they're an interesting band to see transition to a stage. True. Because I think so much of their energy comes from being on the like the same like the same, same yeah. level as them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you it really feels like a high school house party band. Yes. You know? Yes. It'd be interesting to see them on a stage. I think it would work. I think the effect would work. I think but. it would work. But I but I do agree that some of the most fun aspects of that show was when even though we were all on the same you know, it was a they sat up on the floor. Yeah. There was a moment when like Emmett came out from behind basically his desk with like, you know, stuff yeah. and like was like in the actual crowd. Yeah, yeah. And it was like this sort of like big rock star move. Yeah. Oh, it's a classic move. It's a classic move. I, uh, I used to do that back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the old little girl's last song move Sick. where I'd uh, put down the guitar, jump into the crowd and start pushing people around and screaming in their faces. Sick. Fun times. That's sick. Fun I wish I saw you during that era. Yeah. You know, there's, 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 People want to not. I shouldn't say people want a reunion. I don't think anybody wants a reunion. But <laughs> I want a reunion. Some some powers that be have hit me up over the last year, being like reunion. Like we'll do it, and I was like, yeah, but I I I don't want to have to. You know, it's all about moving forward. I, yeah. I don't. Wanna, yeah, it's in the past. It's in the past. Like Let why relive my. I don't even want to call them my glory days. It yeah. was just a, a young. No, the version. next, the next stage is the glory days. It's true. The yeah. glory days have just. Glory days are coming up. They've just, they've just started. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the show was amazing. And then I guess after we went to a little house party, and you rolled through with a uh, pizza, and it was incredible. <laughs> um, one thing I also wanted to bring up, which I forgot to mention in our last solo, was we talked about it a couple weeks ago. But the uh, the Dover Court Devil. Right. Who I explained was this masked, horned figure who was terrorizing Dovercourt between uh, Queen and Dundas. Turns out. Turns out I saw him again. Mm -hmm. And two things I'll say about this. Because, I, you know, when you like see something so crazy and you're just like, wow, that was like, you know, a little 
glitch in the fucking matrix or whatever. I'm never going to see that guy again. Yeah. Maybe he was just some guy who left a costume party. Probably not. But I saw him again after or not after, but during when I was DJing at juice the other weekend and someone was like, look, there he is. There he is. And I was like, no fucking way. So I like ran outside of juice to go like see this guy. And I, we were about a meter away from each other. He looked me straight in the eyes, continued to walk up Ossington. But here's what I'll say. I didn't get a close look the first time. Now that I've gotten a closer look, he's not as scary mm. because his mask is vaguely steampunk-esque. Steampunk, and there's nothing That's scary. Not scary. It's, not, it's nothing scary about a steampunk guy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you're just like... You're just a, you're just a guy in a weird Nothing steampunk scary costume. Scary, but a steampunk guy. Yeah, so I guess maybe the maybe maybe the maybe the I don't know. Maybe it's over. That's but good. You confronted your fear. You I saw, did confront you my saw, fear. Yeah. I was also you know. I've been having mad dreams about coyotes. Interesting. And I've been trying to figure out what that means. Um, I looked up. It's a trickster archetype. <laughs> okay. But it's like a very furry orange coyote, like very like puffy head, uh-huh. and it keeps on coming in through my roof. Interesting. And I don't know what this dream means. And it's specifically a coyote. Specifically a coyote. Well, I think it's a coyote. Some sort of the vibe I'm getting is coyote. Some sort of some kind of wolf type thing. But no, I think coyote. And I don't know. I gotta. I gotta get a dream interpreter. That's here. Really interesting because honestly, I had a weird dream about a coyote too. No fucking way. But it wasn't about. It was. It wasn't out of the order. Not out of the ordinary, but. There was a coyote in my dream because then I remember last summer when I kept seeing yeah. them on my street yeah. and it was this whole thing. Yeah. I had a dream basically referencing that. Right. Where that coyote was back. Interesting. And was just like near the entrance to my home. Interesting. And I was like, fuck, it's back. Because in my mind, I was like, you know, I haven't seen one of those in a while. Yeah. And this was last summer. It was actually this time last year. So yeah. I really don't want to run into a coyote again. But <laughs> it, no, because it was fucking scary. It was like. I don't know. I don't like those things one bit. Yeah. I don't like them one bit. Yeah, they're vicious little motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, then I was like looking it up and it was something else called like a koi wolf. And I was like, I, uh, but then it's like turns out that a koi wolf is like not even like a real animal. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. But a lot of debate in the koi wolf coyote world. I know. Don't go down uh, our coyotes on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have a guest today who uh, should be arriving quite shortly. Uh, Sarah Haggie, who is the co-host of the podcast Scamfluencers, which uh, I think won some like awards and shit because I remember in the early days of Cold Pod, remember when? Yeah, she's doing big time podcasting. Yeah, big time. We're 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 coming for the throne, but we're we're nowhere <laughs> near it. But I don't know if you remember like OG. It's probably still. I might have been a story. Remember when I made a meme? Not even a meme. When I just photoshopped our. Like the cold oh, pod yeah. logo over the like it was like the, not the Webby Awards it was like the, some podcaster awards that they were up for yeah and I just like <laughs> put cold pod like next to them and I was like hell yeah and like no context and it was just a story and everyone was like wait did they like actually do that but uh, Sarah's Sarah's like a good old friend of mine we've known each other for a long time I always see her in the most random of places we've experienced some hilarious uh, celebrity encounters that I'm sure we'll get into and uh, she's also a writer she was uh, wrote for Gawker. The Guardian, BuzzFeed, GQ, all kinds of great stuff. Um, so yeah, Sarah should be here shortly, and we'll uh, we'll get into it. Let's go. Ah, woo. Okay. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a job interview. You're both staring at me from the other side. Yeah, I can, I can. I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty, we're pretty, we're not very threatening. I mean, he's tall, but that's, that's like about it. Yeah, we're, all, we're all sitting. It's we're, okay. we're all sitting. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, come on. It's a very non-confrontational room. Yeah. The cold, the cold pod room. 
Uh, so hold on, you said you were coming straight from recording. What were you recording today? Uh, my mixtape. No, uh, my my <laughs> podcast, Scamfluencers. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, where do you record that? Uh, just at, at random studios. Like I do have a setup at home if I want. Like like this booth. This kind with, of thing. N- <laughs> no, it's like a, it's like a weird booth where it's like these. I, it's like these plastic pipes I set up, and then I clip on these heavy curtains and sit in uh, this booth, and I like tape a light bulb t- to the no, top. No, you don't. Yes, Whoa. I'm serious. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. You gotta see this setup. It's Wait, really what? weird. It's like it just fits in like right in my living room, and then I take it apart every time I use it. But I guess it, it's like nice out, so yeah. I want to get out of the house and go to a studio. Yeah. Right, but it, right. it, during the winter, that's how I record. Okay, because yeah. that's kind of giving like a weird like Eminem like 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 home recording. Well, like, it is. No, it is. It's for musicians. It's actually yeah. made for musicians, <laughs> and they just like sent it to me, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" Imagine doing like our style podcast in like a confessional booth where no one is actually like looking at each other. We're yeah, all like separated by very dividers. Very dark. It's very. It's it's like it looks like. Uh, a weird like prison or something yeah, it's, yeah, very, yeah. it's a very weird looking on camera yeah 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 crazy i didn't even know that ex- i mean we're clearly doing it in the no this is like the, the nice way. way yeah yeah <laughs> but it's wait so who sent this to you then amazon okay well, because, oh right because, yeah because yes. uh, wonder is owned by amazon so ah so you're yeah. part of the problem secretly <laughs> i mean i d- oh, you know what's funny at first we didn't actually know wonder is owned by amazon yeah and yeah. we were like oh i guess you can't make certain jokes do they actually (laughs) limit you from what you can say no No. it's like it really is like so separate from anything that like we do like whatever amazon music ads sometimes but it's not it doesn't feel like it's like yeah an amazon company right right right, right. okay well because hold on so i listened to an episode today and it was actually my first time listening i apologize that's okay but no but i i, I was <laughs> but it's a i was gonna say it sounds amazing oh yeah it's so professional <laughs> no, I mean, like, to the point where like i was listening and i was just like i was like fuck we got a lot of work to do because <laughs> oh. it just like sounds like it you know it's like you know like even when you're talking and like you know music fades in and stuff See, and, like, it's crazy because like i don't know what any of that is like right. i i like Basically, the process is that um, my co-host Sachi, she's in New York, and we, we're on a Zoom, mm-hmm. so we can see each other, and all our producers and whatever are on a Zoom. Oh, whoa. oh And whoa. then we're recording ourselves. Well, if I'm in my booth, I'm recording myself on Logic, okay. and then I send that file to them. Right. Or if I'm at a studio, the engineer is recording right, it. Right, and right, it, right. it's just like it's like a very, very well-oiled machine. Like it's like this crazy high standard of sound quality that yeah. like it, like if i move or if i'm wearing something that has sound they're like stay still yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's like it's like that extreme <laughs> yeah. where like once i was wearing like something splashy and they're like you cannot move anymore and i was just like sitting there like and then <laughs> like it was like re- <laughs> yeah because that because that whole sort of vibe always like it fascinates me because like when i when we first started doing this I would like obviously watch YouTube videos on like how to make a podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> and all of them were basically that being like, and then you're gonna want to do this. And here's how you like the perfect EQ to rise in, like the mm. sounds just before the done. I was like, I was like, no, no, no. Fuck no we definitely got some complaints at the beginning of our of But our I feel like that's experience. kind of the fun of it. You have yeah, to like kind of start. Yeah, you gotta 
yeah like i don't know any of that stuff yeah it's I mean, like we have like producers there's like sound yeah. engineers like if you listen to the credits they are so long <laughs> that they like replay the outro music like, just a couple just to times fill everyone in. like Whoa. before i can before we can name everyone who works on the yeah, show yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah okay, so wait so how did scamfluencers start then because this is it's like a huge podcast like yeah I'm talking billboards and <laughs> it's okay it is actually weirdly so big yeah <laughs> it's crazy like, no shit. i didn't realize so we were talking just before you got here but i <laughs> you were nominated for like a like a some sort of podcast award oh or did you win bro we won <laughs> oh i won that award we won that ambi my friend for best entertainment podcast hell yeah congrats <laughs> but i don't know if you know when we first started when i saw the like I guess like short list or something of all the podcasts. It was like best entertainment. I like photoshopped like cold. Oh yeah, I did see it. It was it was so good. I, I, Our real I nomination was lost. That. In yeah, but sorry, you were saying like the origins of the podcast. Okay, it's weird. Like I never, I've, I've been on podcasts. Like I've done like random audio stuff, but I've never like been like, oh yeah, I'm gonna start a podcast. So actually, how it happened was wonder it's wondery's concept like they came up with it has nothing to like we did not come up with it okay. at all they were in talks with sachi to do a podcast right. and then they're like we have this idea um for you and another host do you have any ideas we'll set we'll set you guys up to do like a chemistry read and then like we'll just see what works yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she was like oh yeah my friend sarah like i think it, she'd be a good fit yeah and then like it was one of those things where you know, like nothing actually ever happens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're just not like, okay, I'll do this other thing, yeah. whatever. I don't give a shit. And then all of a sudden it's like, and, your and then we did the chemistry and they're like, okay. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> that's it? Like, did I get the job? <laughs> yeah. It was like really random. And, you know, again, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, like, I always feel weird about, like, not talking about it, but I, feel, I almost feel like a fraud because I'm not, like, I'm yeah. so used to, like, writing and doing my own stuff, yeah, yeah, coming yeah. up with my ideas, like, really starting from, like, the ground up right. what I'm doing. Yeah. And this was just, like, an, it was like a, it's like a McMansion. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, a, into it. like I, I have nothing to do with any of it. <laughs> wow. Um, so I was like, oh, my God, like, well, people... Like, is this embarrassing at first, you know? Um, and then fast forward and you start winning awards. And you're like, you're like, yeah, that's me. Also, you know, it was at a time where, like, you know, I, I, I'm a writer first. And obviously, it's extremely hard to yeah. make money as a writer. So mm. I'm always doing, like, a million different things. Like, thinking, like, okay, what am I going to do in six months? What am I going to do in a yeah, year? Yeah. Um, and I was, like, at a point where I was pretty stable with Gawker. Mm -hmm. um, R.I.P. Which we, we <laughs> which get we'll into. talk about we'll later. We'll get into. <laughs> um, and then this came along and I was like, oh my God, like I can get more stability. Like yeah. I can, because, you know, we get paid per episode. Okay. Like it's Sick. like, it's like I'm well comp compensated for it and everything. Um, and then, you know, it was just like one of those things that I wasn't sure if it would last. Like we signed on for a year. Right. I was kind of like, I don't know if this is like actually going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Like it, it, it actually worked out and yeah, it like, crazy. like it really is doing so randomly well. And like, I know because, well, if you work for any big podcast company, like I'm not, um, I guess I'm not targeting wonder your Amazon with this, but yeah. you don't yeah. know the numbers. Right. right. Like I don't, we don't know, have any idea what our downloads are. They won't tell you that. We don't know at all. Whoa. What? So what we only know when like based on charts. So we go on like chartable and like look up where we are and right. we like debuted at number one. Like it yeah, was number yeah. one for a very long time, like on Apple podcasts in America, in Canada. And it's still like doing pretty well. Like it's like, we're always, at like a hundred like lowest like 130 and we're like moving up right, so right, right, right. but it's so weird because like no one 
But why do they not? Because you can see the stats on on uh, what do we use again? They used the to be called Anchor, but now Anchor, it's not called yeah. Anchor. It's called oh, sp- uh, Spotify for podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I think it's like a network studio right. thing. Like you know, even people who have shows for streamers and stuff like they don't know right. what the numbers yeah, are. Yeah, I didn't like know it's that. like I don't know if it's a negotiation thing or what, but we also knew we were doing well because there was like a bonus structure per episode. So it was like this very crazy metric of like, oh, you have to have this many downloads and this many uh, like for this many consecutive days and you'll get uh, an extra whatever yeah, per episode. Yeah. And then we met it and I was like, oh shit, like people actually listen to this. Yeah, because yeah. Mm. also like the people who listen to podcasts are normal people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, they're it's not it. online. No, yeah. Like they're normal people. Well, yeah. that's the thing that I was always saying when I think about those that listen to podcasts because I listen to a, a couple mm-hmm. but not as, like I don't absorb them in the way like, like you're saying most quote unquote normal people do. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, for me like you know i make music it's like it's like i can't yeah. like listen to a podcast while i'm recording yeah. Yeah, but yeah. everyone else with like a normal job can just like yeah nine to five just commuters yes yeah. it's like it really is like i don't know that many people who have nine to fives like yeah. you know most people i know are freelancers mm-hmm. or you know work on contracts or whatever um but it is something that i'm learning is that like it's not it, the people who listen to podcasts aren't on Twitter. They're not right, on. Right. They're not posting. Yeah. You know, unless it's like more of like a cult kind of right. yeah. phenomenon. It's, like, it's type weird. Thing. Like ta- having when we first started this, it felt like we were kind of talking to thin air. Mm-hmm. And oh then yeah. Like <laughs> noticing that there's like people actually listening. It changes the like the way with which you go about having the conversation yes. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it, yeah. like, yeah, it's a strange sensation to be like, oh, right, I'm I'm not talking to no one. All yeah, of a yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like when Lauren's, I've said this before on here, yeah. but when Lauren's like, Josh, you're using your podcast voice again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Oh my God. Sometimes I, I, it's so crazy turning that on and off, like yeah. the podcast voice being like, you know, sometimes I'll leave a voice notes for my friends now and I'll be like, and that's why I love BetterHelp. <laughs> and you're like, stop doing that. Like use promo code SCAMfluencers2023. Yeah. Betterhelp.com slash SCAMPod for 10% off your first session. That's betterhelp.com slash SCAMPod. And like it makes my friends so sick. Did you do any voice like um, acting before? No. I mean like again, I was so broke for so long that mm. like was I was literally doing anything that anyone asked me to do for money. Yeah. So I randomly did these voiceovers for like these shopify videos about like (laughs) e-commerce and that was like did you use that as a reference (laughs) no not at all because it was like a very weird very weird job where they'd be like okay so like read this script and i'd just be like in an it was like an ad they'd outsource it to like a an ad studio yeah yeah, and it was it was very weird so weird of an experience but yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. i was like okay cool this will pay my rent for a bit um <laughs> Fuck, i love that <laughs> yeah I, it's so weird because like i don't even remember what the, i couldn't find them if i you, if just, i tried it was like one of those things that i genuinely only remembered it right now right right, right. <laughs> well it's the kind of thing where like you can't like how are you gonna even look that up well i did look it up when it was happening and one of them did well <laughs> because it was about like the sneakers economy okay <laughs> But sorry, but where were these ads? Like, where did you find them? Like on like YouTube or something or like? Uh, it wasn't, it was like on like a Shopify YouTube channel. Cause you know, yeah. every company is okay. trying to do content, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. like the thing is like, like we want original content. We want content that like people will like listen to and respond to. And you're yeah. like, okay, cool. That means you don't know what you want. And I'm yeah. not going to have this job yeah. after three months. Yeah. Cool. Very, very broad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, 
you know it'd be cool if we did content <laughs> uh, content creation is the way we do it yeah uh, but it's funny because no one like you were saying no one I, I mean I shouldn't say no one but like it's funny how people everyone's sort of like podcast like origin story is like don't really know how I ended up here but yeah. here we are yeah. and I feel like that's kind of yes. everyone in this room right now yeah, yeah. you're just kind of like I guess so and it, it's like so you know at first it was like very you know I will say podcasting is the wild west. Like there yeah, are no yeah, standards. Yeah. There's no idea how much compensation you deserve. Right. There's nothing to compare it to. And like if you're, you don't like, even know what works. Yeah, you don't know doesn't. what works. Like the only reason why this worked, I will say, like of co- I'm not trying to like knock myself and be yeah, like, well, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't matter that I'm a part of it. But like to a certain extent, it doesn't because the one of the biggest podcast networks and like the English speaking world started a podcast they have the money to do ads on every podcast they have the money to cross promote they have the money to do press kits like it's all that stuff that regular people who start indie podcasts have to deal with like i did not have to think of that yeah like it has nothing to do with patreon there's no there's nothing that i like it doesn't matter like anything i do doesn't yeah and it doesn't feel like you're like like asking for money you know what i mean like not even asking for money but you know how there's always like i guess with a indie podcast it's kind of like you're sort of like trying like finding ways to monetize it and finding ways to like and oftentimes part of it is like you know like if you like what you're hearing like you know just subscribe Mm -hmm. to the to the patreon it's it's really hard like i couldn't imagine doing it that way because like you know even for my other work you know it's like i've worked very hard to know people to like be able to speak to the editors that i know and know people who Mm -hmm. became editors and all that kind of stuff yeah but for this it's like if I didn't have the support of a big, like it would have, I could have never been a successful podcast host. I actually disagree because I think (laughs) that in the sense, in the same way that like, in the same way that I even have you here right now, it's because I know you. Yeah. And you know a lot of people as well. So let's pretend that like the the roles were reversed. This cold pod was your podcast. You could have all kinds of people on. It's like. That's true. But it wouldn't necessarily equate to being, having money. True. Because I know (laughs) people. So so, true. (laughs) I know people who have like very popular podcasts and they make no money. Yeah. Right here. And But it's like, it's true. Like it's like, and even like. What's really crazy is that even though our first year was so successful yeah. with Wondery, like, it, you know, they were like, they really focus on miniseries. Right, right. Like, right. you know, they have like Dr. Death and like all those ones mm. that kind of become TV shows and everything. Right. So they were trying to do something that was like a weekly ongoing thing that yes. wasn't a miniseries. <clears throat> and it was very, very successful for them. Yeah. And when we were negotiating for the second year, they were like, you guys still haven't like made money for us right right and i'm like holy shit like crazy we still haven't made money and then i'm like well yeah because there's like two producers there's right. a story editor there's freelancers that they pay mm-hmm. there's this there's like sound like yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. so many people that they pay for it that yeah. we still haven't like made them any money right 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 but i guess yeah, it's, it's the crazy. long game we have such a low overhead yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it's just me sitting here right <laughs> after if you leave and You're i'm like okay Amazon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day one day um would would you ever consider like is part of the major like goal to turn scamfluencers into a tv show and if so would you i don't know we don't own any of it like even if like for example if you guys were to sell cold pod to a network (laughs) you guys wouldn't own it anymore at all like it wouldn't be up to you what happens to it like that's why podcasting is so weird because it's not like creating a tv show and still having rights like it's like you really you're just selling the like you just you're the talent you are part of it like you can get bonuses or have 
in your contract that you'll have like a say in certain things but yeah, whatever yeah, happens yeah. with it has nothing to yeah, do with yeah, me yeah. yeah that's crazy that's yeah. it. i mean same with like certain like television shows and movies that are created by certain people and then they just get lost to the production company right, you know? right. there's no individual control over it yeah it's, it's you know it's a a panel discussion for everything. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We got to hold on to it then. Yeah. Um, but but with the whole podcast thing, sorry, I feel like we're just talking about podcasts. <laughs> Who wants to listen to that? Yeah. Um, uh, everyone, podcasts are so, so meta, popular bro. and cool. Like <laughs> people are still listening to this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna say that it's funny because like I was reading today, maybe I guess it was today, but Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's podcast, which like got canceled like yesterday, mm. and it never even happened. And that's again the kind of thing where like. In theory, you know, with that book and all that shit, it's like you'd think you'd right? think that yeah. would be like a major splash in the world of podcasts. It's really yeah. hard. Like it's a, <clears throat> it's very hard for a podcast to make money, even yeah. when it's like I think this, like the whole Prince Harry, Meghan Markle thing, is like people are like, whoa, like celeb podcasts don't actually always yes. work. Yeah. Like even for Wondery, they do have a lot of celebrity podcasts. It's like Smartless and like the Jamila Jamil one or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm and Smartless does really really well. Yeah. So they do. I'm I'm guessing in my mind yeah. they probably do make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's like always a sure shot. Like yeah. I don't. I don't know. Who's like, the it's, guy? It's so random. I hate asking questions on him, but I can't remember the name. Who's the guy that has like a massive podcast? He's like a very uh, Joe Rogan. A- no, 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 no. <laughs> like B-list actor guy. He really paved the way. for He's like kind guys. of a comedian. I think he was like a bit of an addict. Fuck. Anyways, never mind. Uh, but he's Russell like, Brand. No, no. There's so many people that you wouldn't think like whatever level of fame they have translates into a podcast, yeah. and then you have like some like rapper's cousin who has like a famous <laughs> podcast you're like what the hell yeah, exactly. yeah, like, what, is no the, what is the factor like rory and mal the guys i have that no idea on. i think for mine <clears throat> it really is that everyone wants to listen to scam stories yeah. yes That's it's like cool. it's so it's so hot it's always going to be hot and also it's true crime without being sad right yeah, it's not right. really about murder yeah. like it's you know some of the episodes like do I'm, i do feel like oh man like this really sucks for this person yeah. who got scammed <laughs> yeah. but it, you're not like thinking you're not like scared of a death yeah, or anything. yeah right. like you're not like i'm gonna get killed tomorrow right right is the true crime podcast still a really big thing so yeah it's it gotta be the huge? biggest big. probably the biggest so okay. big yeah, i remember hearing a lot about that a while ago there's even that I tv think. show um, with uh selena gomez what's it called uh, only murders <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like literally about yeah. a true crime really? podcast. yeah no yeah. It, it's still like unbelievably huge like yeah it's people just can't get enough yeah. of true crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, That's, moving on from podcasts yeah, for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Let's discuss Gawker because the last time I saw you at Danny's Pizza Tavern. Yeah. Uh, and I was asking if you wanted to come on. You're like, yeah, I'm ready to spill the tea on Gawker. Yeah, Your words, we're, not mine. We're, well, yeah, it's because we were talking to Danny, whose brother Ben is works for in, interview. Or, interview, and mm-hmm. he was a part of a previous attempted Gawker relaunch okay. that was thwarted uh. and never got relaunched. So, um, backstory. Yeah, please. There's this guy named Hulk Hogan. Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I've heard of him. I know where you're going. Um, yeah. So, you know, like Gawker went under because the Hulk Hogan sex tape, Peter Thiel, the billionaire, yeah. bankrolled uh, a lawsuit against Gawker because Gawker outed him yes. in the past. So, it went under, totally bankrupt. Bustle Digital Group owned by a guy named Brian Goldberg. Okay. Who made headlines for buying one of Napoleon's hats for $1.5 million. <laughs> Sounds like a fun guy. Great guy. I mean, 
You know, he put $1.5 million into buying a hat and the same amount of money into running Gawker. So that that just shows what where his head's at. Yeah. Um, so he, um, you know, he he's honestly, he's kind of a joke. Like, you know, people made fun of him a lot. He used to own Bleacher Report. He sold it, made a ton of money, uh-huh. started Bustle, women's website. Uh-huh. When he started, when he launched Bustle years and years ago, I think it was like probably like 2014, 2015, when like websites still worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the golden age. People, there was a profile on him with him and all the women who worked at Bustle and it like became like the biggest joke in media. <laughs> like everyone clowned him so hard. There was like a photo where um, his laptop was resting on like someone like a woman's legs like it was like just like he's such like you know he's not yeah in my opinion he's more of a business guy than like a writer or like a journalist a or a media yeah. savvy guy you know yeah. he's like able to acquire businesses or sell them you know and uh you know i guess when gawker went bankrupt he bought the ip for like a million bucks or something okay. and then he tried relaunching it i think twice once or twice one of them was the one that Danny's brother was a part of. Okay. Sadly, you know, one of the... So that just never happened. It never happened um, because one of the editors uh, was allegedly really terrible, maybe a bit of a racist. I'm just saying allegedly. Mm-hmm. Not gotcha. trying to get... Gotcha. Don't <laughs> not trying to have something happen here. Don't but it was, yeah. it was very controversial. Yeah. Controversial. You know, someone who was hired, um, you know, was like quit in a really crazy way because she was like, this isn't working, like everything about here is messed up. So it, there was like a huge like smear on the Gawker name and they, I guess they thought it would never right. um, become a thing again. Yeah. Um, and then I guess in 2021, yeah. um, Leah Finnegan, who was my boss at Gawker, she is a, an editor and a writer who's pretty well known. Um, they hired her to relaunch it okay. again. And she had worked at Gawker in its first iteration. Okay. So she was a part of like the OG cool. bloggers of Gawker. Um, and then um, she, like, I didn't know her at all. Um, but, you know, she sent me a DM and I, like, you know, I respect her work and she's like someone who has done very well. And she's like, hey, like, I want to talk to you about a job. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and then she told me and I was like, yeah okay i'll do it yeah like it was like sure why not like may as well yeah and you know it launched and it was really really amazing like i Mm -hmm. love like you know till this day we talk all of us talk to each other every single day and like a separate slack we created once it went under like we i talked to them constantly Mm -hmm. so it was like a really good team like it was like probably the first time i felt a lot of freedom right and i was able to just do what i wanted like I can't get hired in Canada. No yeah. one's ever offered me a job in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've never been, ever been offered a job. Like all my work has been in America. It's like, it. it's so messed up here that yeah. I was just like, this is great. Like yeah, it felt amazing. Of course. Um, and then, you know, we were told we have two years before we're able to, like before they're even gonna think about being monetized. Right. Um, which is what, you know, we were told. And then like a year and a half in, they were like, bye. But, but wow. so, but, like out of nowhere, like but, we had no idea yeah, what's gonna happen. Because it seemed like it popped up and disappeared equally as like sporadically. Like yeah. it just yes. like I didn't know, obviously didn't know that it was coming back. I just, it just came back and I was like, oh, sick, and started mm-hmm. reading it and read a lot of your articles. The one I want to talk about mm-hmm. in a second. Oh no! But um, no, it's one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite ones. And uh, 
but it popped up and I was like, oh, this is sick. It's like really like the design was great. It was really easy to read. Perfect it was website. Like, it just, yeah. you could just scroll through story after story. They weren't very long either. I don't no, know. No, it like, was, there was like some short. long form stuff, a lot okay. of like short blogs. It was perfect. It was yeah. like, you know, it's really hard to find a website now where you could just like read quick yeah. hot yeah. takes yeah. and yeah. quick just, blogs. Yeah. And yeah. Like we were like, that's what we want to do. Like yeah. that mixed with like features and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I wanted to talk about Click, <laughs> the movie Click, because I can't remember if I DM'd Here you. Here we go again. <laughs> I can't remember if I DM'd you when you posted that or not. I kind of feel like I thought about doing it, but just didn't because... Well, first of all, the I'll say many men DM'd me. <laughs> many, many men. Because that movie, for whatever reason, has such like a profound impact on me. Yeah, I was saying it awoke my existential crises what? for some reason. I don't know why. How, okay, wait. How old were you guys when you watched this? I was pretty young. I, he would have been younger than I was. Yeah. I was probably like 20 or something. You were 20? <laughs> oh my God, I thought you meant when you were like 14. Well, well, when no, I would have been like 10 or 11. I, I might have, I'm making that up. I it might have been younger. Like 2006, I think. Okay, so I would have been like 9 or 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then I... And it hit. <laughs> yeah, I would have been a teenager. But I, okay. remember, but I remember more so because, you know, so much of what we we're used to Adam Sandler movies being this one. <laughs> oh my God. What's what, your take on it? What's my take on it? So, you know, again, in the article, I was like, so many guys have told me like, yeah, I, I cried for click. And you're like, and I was like, what? Like the movie with the remote? Like I've never seen it. I was like the movie with the remote. And they're like, yeah, it's like so sad. It gets so crazy. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. And it was just like, I noticed, I was like, and then we, so at Gawker, we'd have these pitch meetings every week and like, we'd have to just like come up with anything. And I was like, you know, guys always tell me they cried for click. Like maybe there's something there. And they're like, absolutely right that. Like figure out why guys cry for click. And so I like posted like, hey, if you're a guy who's cried at click, like DM me. Yeah. And I got so many DMs, so many DMs. Why do you think that is then? Because like- And, and guys who like don't cry for movies only cry for is, click. This is me. I'm not a very, I mean, I'm not like emotionally closed off by any means, but, but like- you know, movies either make you cry or they don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But even I was a little surprised when I was like, I like watched it and I was just like, I was like, oh my God. Oh, Oh, no. Then When's like, the last know, time you watched it? Surprisingly recently-ish. And I did not cry that time. I, I watched it after. Oh, the article. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, not that I went out of my way to go like seek it down. I think it was just like on or something. And I caught like the first, like I missed the first 10 minutes and was like, fuck, I'm just going to keep watching this. And then I was oh, like. Oh my God. And it didn't have the impact that it did the first no. time. Okay, well, I haven't rewatched it in a long time. I, I watched it for the sake of the article and I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, this can't be real. Okay, I will say there's a lot of stupid things about that movie that like are kind of so of the moment because right. it's like you know a guy with a DV with a remote yeah. who it's like a DV he's fast forwarding it like it's a DVD his life is a DVD everything's like skip whatever chapters and then like my friend pointed this out that you're kind of like oh this is so of a very specific moment in time because DVDs and Blu-rays didn't last for that long. No, and those universal remote controls yes. didn't last very long. It wasn't like a, like, you know, the DVD era wasn't as long as VHS or even mm -hmm. like streaming at this point, you know? So it is like, 
so funny that it's based on a technology that it like no exist. one cares at all about <laughs> yeah. anymore. I remember head having like a universal remote that looked almost identical to the click one. <laughs> oh like, my god. Mom. <laughs> I, I think it has to do with guys and their dads. Interesting. Also, true. you know, I spoke with this like a writer at Vulture who like covers a lot of comedy and he did like a, a list of like best Adam Sandler movies. Mm -hmm. And I, I was talking to him and he was like, I think it was the first time people saw Adam Sandler do anything emotional. Right, right. And for like boys, like that's a big deal. You know, like you're used <laughs> to like water boy. And I, I love Adam Sandler movies, yeah. like yeah. I really do. <laughs> yeah. But you know, some of them are pretty bad and others yeah. are like better and funnier yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff, but it was like, the first well wait a second well punch drunk love punch drunk love was before yeah. yeah but yeah. i feel like the, i feel like the oh, demographic of adam sandler true, viewer boys. probably ignored punch drunk love yeah. yes know? it was Whereas click was and was, you don't cry yeah. at punch drunk love if he might have a little boy <laughs> i mean if you're like a young guy you're probably like this movie is weird yeah. why is he autistic yeah. but like <laughs> yeah for click i guess it's like you know all the dad stuff like guys and their dads like yeah, yeah, yeah. i, I I asked so many dudes and I still didn't get any closer to it because like, no offense to you guys, but the kind of guys who cry at click cannot explain why. Like, yeah, I wish I had watched it before this because I'm trying to think because it's also similar to the family. No, what's the one with Nicolas Cage where he... Family Man. Oh, Family Man. Yeah, family it's, yeah similar it's similar in plot like, to that. Where it's like, what if your life was completely different because exactly. you wish for something and, you're, and everything went bad because yeah, you made yeah, a wish. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like... Oh my god. Another thing my friend was like he mentioned to me cuz we watched it recently both of us and he mentioned to me that he's like, "Oh, this is so much like Bruce Almighty." And then the guy who wrote Click wrote three movies, Bruce Almighty, <laughs> Click, and Evan Almighty. There you go. Three three screenwriter credits, and it's those three movies that are effectively the same plot. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> also, shout out to Evan Almighty. I forgot that you even Evan existed. Almighty, dang. <laughs> that's, that's a Steve Carell. Yeah, 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 this is yeah, Steve Carell yeah. one. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. And I do think it is just about men being like, whoa, like maybe I should appreciate my life more. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, my yeah. hot wife, Kate Beckinsale. Oh, <laughs> I fast forward all the scene, the scenes of my life with her. And if you watch it now, her character is just like, honey. Like it's just like, it's just the whole time she's just like, oh, honey, like, I guess, I, I know you're a busy architect, but we should go camping. And he's like, shut up, bitch. Like, and no, she's just like, fast like, fast forward. Like, he yeah. fast forwards, like, having sex with her all the time. That part's that's dark. Insane. That part's dark. I remember <laughs> the darkest thing about it is just, like, how fucking, like, terrible this character is. He's a yeah. bad guy. He's a yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. bad guy. But, but yeah. does it, isn't there, I, 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 Who we see ourselves in, or, like, people saw themselves in I don't think I saw any time. of myself in that. I think I just, like... I mean, I wish... Well, I'm I, saying I, we as men, generally. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is that I, I feel like I, uh, unfortunately, haven't seen it, like, recently enough to even really remember how I felt the second time. But I remember... Thinking because I, like I said, I saw it after your article again, yeah. and thinking back to the first time I saw it and how I felt, and being like, "Why did I think this way?" And I honestly don't have an answer. But I, how does it end? Because he just he just wakes up at a best. It was all a dream, right? Yeah, it was basically all. It? Yeah, he wakes up because he goes to the Bed Bath and Beyond because he's so tired from being a busy architect. He's like, <laughs> oh, "I'm gonna go to use Universal Remote," and then he falls asleep on a bed mm -hmm. and. You know, wakes up and then he goes to the Beyond section. Christopher Walken gives him the remote. Right. Who's the angel of death? And then you know he goes through his whole oh, 
Click spoilers. Warning. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Click spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We're talking Pause about it, click. Watch it, get back 2006 to is click or whatever it was. Um, and then he wakes up and, it, and none of it ever happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And, but I don't know if it's like all a dream. I think he like the whole point is that like he's like I gotta live my life and appreciate my wife yeah. and my dad Henry Winkler and like <laughs> spend time with my kids and everything and like being an architect's not that important. Yeah. And then he wakes up and then. You know, he sees the remote in his home and he like breaks it. So it's not all a dream, right. but it all is able to get reversed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I think the Family Man is the better version of these. Because the Family Man's like a it. Christmas movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a Christmas so. movie. Don Cheadle like is some kind of angel of something and okay. like gives him the opportunity to. Um, Live Living his like life a, as if he had never married this woman, or no? He go, he gets, he gets to go live the life if he did marry the woman that he abandoned for his job when he was like twenty or whatever. Oh, oh and he's like so happy, and then he yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he hates it at first, but then he like falls in love with the family and realizes that that was what he should have done. And it's like, those things are weird, that's right? Kind those of are like face off. Yeah, it's also face. <laughs> this is a really common movie. What's up with guys being like, "What if I did this instead?" Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's story a, of my damn I think life. it's one of those like almost dangerous sci-fi yeah. things too because it puts that question like all this multiverse stuff too kind of like is yeah. I think psychologically a bit like dangerous a little yeah. bit uh, in that it gives that opportunity that mm. like you could you know what I mean like yeah, it, it yeah, makes yeah. you second guess your decision and like well, it's that's, also just like the classic like you know like rugged man who's like if I could do it all over again I would yeah. have done it differently it's, it's like filled with regret and it yeah. emphasizes regret and it kind of promotes regret in a weird right, way right right Instead of being like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Family Man, though, he he goes back to the life that he chose, and he doesn't get to just jump into this alternative life. He He's has to her. recreate the life uh, in his present okay. life, which I thought was a really good thing. That makes you cry. That made me cry. <laughs> that movie I watch every When you're Christmas, like, man, like, I would choose that, too. <laughs> I need a wife. I think it's all guys who are like, oh, man. Like, I'm going to have a wife one day, and I should be nice to her. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm, interesting concept. Oh, wait. You get <laughs> married to a woman and she becomes this. person? Like, it's like all this. Yeah, I, I feel like that's maybe the thing where it's like, oh, man, like, work isn't everything. I'll have kids and she can't just do it all. Yeah. 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 It's a really crazy concept. For us to understand. Wow. Anyways, my point was I remember it unfortunately i guess being one of those people when i read that article i mean listen like young men <laughs> crying at click i i guess it i it's not a like a red flag or green flag it's not a flag it's like like a fact of life like yeah, guys will it. guys will have cried at click if they saw it at a certain point in their yeah. life and i just really hope it's like before the age of like 20 yeah i i want to hope they, that it where also they, was where, too. They've, where they've cried <laughs> or like if they were in like a really really low point in their early 20s I'll just say the cutoff age for crying at click, depending on how your life is going. 21. 20, 23. Okay. Anything between 23 and 25, I have to know the story, like where you were mentally. Yeah, right. After and 25, you're a psychopath. Yes, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the, that's, that's the yeah. real red flag. Yeah, you're like, you're crazy. I can't trust you. I'm scared of you. Yeah. If that made you cry after the age of 25. <laughs> okay, so... So after that little segue, to to back yeah. to back to Gawker because that was one of my favorite yeah. pieces uh, that you wrote for Gawker. <clears throat> so then, and you, so as you said, it just it just it just ended one day. Yeah, it was really crazy because I was in LA and I woke up to all these texts where it's like, "I'm so sorry," and I was like, "What?" Like it was like eight in the morning for me, so whatever that is here, mm -hmm. and I was like, I 
don't know what happened like did someone die just like i'm so sorry love you sending you love are you okay and i'm like oh my my god what happened and then i get a text from my friend and he's like i'm so sorry about and i was like what are you talking about and then he sent me my boss's tweet which was gawker shot shut down and i was like oh shit like this is the first time i'm hearing about this i just woke up and he's like i'm so sorry and then you know like when you get laid off everything stops existing like your slack's gone everything so then right. you know we had to like form this new slack of all of us and we're like what happened like what went down and honestly like it was just tail as old as time like mm-hmm. you know this was february mind you and the reason was like i'm uh, sorry 2020 2023 it was this year this, right? it was, this yeah, february this yeah was, yeah and true. You know the official statement was like you know a week first quarter and with like the economy and everything i'm like week first quarter it's february 1st like (laughs) what first quarter every like website traffic is down between like christmas and new year's right and like january it comes ramping up like there's like you know patterns for traffic of like when people are online more shopping more clicking on ads more you know it's like not gonna be january yeah yeah, yeah. um so it was like a bullshit reason Mm -hmm. um and yeah, I mean, that's just like, it's weird because we all went into the job having been laid off before. Right. So we were all like, we know this is probably going to happen. At least we have two years. Right, right. But it was like a year and a half. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But and what's it, interesting is that I will say, and I wonder, how, I actually don't know how this works, that the site still exists. It It's still up. The archive's up. It's not being updated. But my friends, I do, because... I went, I was like, oh, I don't want to be full-time staff. I just want to be a contributor, like Mm -hmm. write as much as I want Mm -hmm. or as little as I want. So I never had like an official Gawker or Bustle email. So I actually still can post on the website if I wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, like like, I like, on my bookmarks, there's like the CMS that we use to like where you post, where you copy and paste your article and put up the pictures and everything. Like I'm literally just like, this still works. And I'm like, would I get sued? Yeah, what would happen? I wonder what I would mean, happen. You definitely would get in a lot if you of trouble. Just... I'm like, would I though? Like, I they all signed NDAs. I did not. Like, True. their severance went through. I didn't get any severance because I wasn't staff. True. Interesting. Whoa. Can we? Yeah, wow. <laughs> I don't know, guys. And it's and it's been up. Like, yeah, because I checked it today. I was and, like, it's yeah, still there. And I could and it, when I clicked on the thing recently, I could still effectively create an article and post it on Gawker. Whoa. Yeah. You should really look into that. I know. At first I was going to do it. Um, I'd be like, fuck you, Brian. Um, but I was like scared for my coworkers because they, yeah, right. they're American. Like they, yeah. you know, they could have like their severance cut or like right, not get right. like their insurance. You know what I mean? I didn't want to like ruin yeah. anything for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and also they had these ndas or non-disparaging yeah. agreements and you and never had one and i i was effectively like a freelancer that was on contract True. like that's how i functioned so what other tea do you have because yeah. if you didn't sign anything we can go i off. mean that's really all the tea like i mean i just think it's like it's not it's crazy because like anything you could say about the company or mm-hmm. the guy who runs it like you could say that about any like yeah, it's not yeah. like it's like a t- yeah it's like just truly a type of guy that exists that and has money yeah. and buys things that make like you know i i think he did he have any sort of like was no he, he no. had no say in anything okay. we did like we never had any communication with right. him like we were very like shielded from anything to do with him mm-hmm. which was great but also like you know i think he bought gawker to prove that he could do it like it was like an ego thing you mm-hmm. know gawker made fun of him constantly right. the original one and then he ended up owning it yeah. so it's like it was really like okay well he 
he got his kicks from being like, haha, I own Gawker now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, ah, well, like, I guess well, it's over. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Damn. Um, he just wanted to slander the name one more time. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to show these people. And at that point, like, all these people who, who had worked at the original Gawker barely work in editorial media anymore. Right. Like, yeah. they moved on to, like, TV or they don't yeah. work in media at all. It's like, it's such, like, a dated right. thing. Like, these people did not care. Yeah. At yeah, they're just, it's just on yeah. to the next. Yeah. Which is even kind of what's happening here with like Now Magazine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that whole thing is like a whole other disaster of just oh something that's just like. What's happened here? I didn't want to get into it. But Some guy <laughs> owns it and it's like a weird. I don't know. There's nothing really. In, yeah. I mean, I don't want to like hate on Canada too much, but <laughs> oh, can, there really isn't. Yeah. You know, you work at newspapers or the yeah. CBC. Or, you know, like you get a job where you can, but like. I mean, I just want it to exist so that my uh, my 2009 Now Magazine cover can still be accessed by the world. Well, You're I really mean, it's, it's forever, Josh. It's forever. <laughs> it's on the internet. It's, it's on the internet forever. It will always be there. Wayback no Machine forget, has got Josh. it. Yeah, another thing, I saw you tweeted today about how you said that dishwasher tabs are a scam. They are a scam. Yeah, 100% dude. Thank you so much for bringing this up. Because I wanted to discuss this because as soon as we were t discussing my, my notes before you came and I mentioned that because he was like, Austin was like, oh, I saw that tweet too. And he agrees with you. It is. But yeah, it's been, I feel like they've always been a scam. Like that's been. I just, I thought it was just the new normal. Like True. by the time I got a dishwasher, which is like a bit of a humble brag. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I don't have one. Yeah, I, I, was have like, I was like, I was like, oh, like, yeah, I have a dishwasher and and you know, laundry. Is that weird for you guys? <laughs> yeah, well, over here, there's, like, there's like a have. girl who's always bringing up her in-unit like, yeah. dishwasher yeah. and laundry. Like, oh no, I have dish. I have a dishwasher and laundry. Like, I'm cool, guys. <laughs> My, My dad was always so against those from the very beginning. Well, he was just like, absolutely not. That's, that's the only thing that you think is available, and you use it, and you're kind of like, I'm spending so much money on these fucking yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. but they look cool. Do you use Tide Pods? Like to use that? For no, I, no, I'm anti pod. Yeah. Just pure no pod. podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> only only casts. No, no pod pods. detergent. <laughs> no pods. Uh yeah, it was like you know, I kind of just tweeted it because nothing's going on with me. <laughs> and it's kind of a slow news day today, it's not, I will it was, say. It was, you know, it's a slow Ocean weekend. Gate's over, you know. Yeah, like, I'm like, whatever. And um it is a scam. Because it's bad for your dishwasher too. Apparently yeah. it's too, everyone, people went crazy for that, man. Yeah. They were posting links to YouTube. They were posting <laughs> shit. Like people are very passionate about it being a scam. Yeah. So then I was at Shoppers and I was like, I'm going to get this $6 Cascade powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it cleans use, way better. It, it cleans so much better. I was like, this so is it doesn't, So it doesn't, it doesn't cake on because I know the whole, I know the whole, as someone who doesn't have a dishwasher. No, the I'm ads with are so th Was that the original? I think the Plot. original thing was that the fact that and I remember my mom's dishwasher, like my parents' dishwasher, <laughs> putting in the you know the powdered whatever, and I remember sometimes uh, it would kind of cake on to some of the dishes, but I think right. that was more of a dishwasher. It was problem. more yeah, of a more dishwasher, dishwasher problem. problem, and I know this sounds boring, but it is one of those things where you're like. Actually, so many things are fake. Yeah. Most capitalist inventions seem to be fake problems that they make up to then solve. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. Like, and sell us on that solution. Yeah. I was in the pocket of Big Pod and now I'm free. And yeah. I, honestly, everyone, everyone needs to free themselves from these freaking pods because it Big doesn't pod. work. Like, it's like, like they're lying to us all. And then I'm like, oh my God, like what else is going crazy? And you know what? I do remember this NPR thing from years ago about how eye drops are a scam too. Whoa. Because they release 
too much liquid and people like sued companies that made eye drops because they're releasing too much liquid for your eyes like that's why it, it doesn't have to be that much yeah, so yeah in fact like they just want you to buy it faster Whoa. <laughs> yeah and it was like actually becoming a problem with people who have like glaucoma and yeah, stuff yeah. because they were getting all these medications that were in these like, like the squeeze these, bottle these thing. bottles yeah. that yeah, ever yeah. used all the time and they're like I'm wasting so much of this medication that I'm paying so much money for. Like, this is insane. <laughs> but eye drops are lying to us, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all lying to us. They're Damn. all lying to us. And that's the biggest scam fluencer there is. It goes, it goes so deep. I mean, that could be, that could be, uh, that could be another episode. <laughs> it's all, it's, we're being lied to constantly, yeah, like, guys. Like, like those, and those 9-11. Fat- <laughs> <laughs> 9-11 and those fat cats of Cascade. <laughs> it's all an inside job. Turn Joe um, Rogan real quick. <laughs> the moon? I remember. I'm not sure about it. I want to say, I feel like I always run into you at the most random places. Oh my God. And I think, God. You, I think you know where I'm going with this. I, <laughs> yes, I do know where you're going with this. Because, you know, well, there's actually several. I run into you at several random places. But one that was the most uh, interesting, which I did talk about, but never gave the full story. And I don't even know if I will. I don't know if I will either. I'm so scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like getting sweaty right now thinking about it. I'm like, what? I don't want to do the wrong thing. Well, you know, we were we were somehow separately brought and into the uh, the box, box. of uh, Julian uh, Casablancas. Yeah. yeah. And so I, at the very least, would love to know how you got there. <laughs> how did we get there? Because I, don't, I forget who was... Long like- story short, sitting outside on a patio, walks by, recognizes someone, ends up sitting with us. We don't recognize who it is. My friend was like, you idiots, it's Julian Casablancas. And he's not like the same as he did when we were kids. I will say that. Nor the same vibe as you'd expect. No. Um, and then we... We're like, okay, I guess we'll go to this concert. <laughs> I was like, I don't really like go to things like that. Yeah. But I was like, so curious. <laughs> yeah. You can't turn down an opportunity like that. Also, we were like, maybe this won't work. And yeah. we're, we've been lied to and we'll show up. And it was like a weird, like, <laughs> like oh yeah, I say that to all the people. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, you know. They don't usually actually show up at yeah. the gate. And then we did. And we were like, okay. And it was... I mean, it was when I saw you there. I was like, Josh. I know. I, know. I, I remember looking over me like, thank God. I was like, I was like, oh my God. Like I was like, who the hell is gonna be here? Like I was like, who the hell is gonna be in this place? And when I saw you, I was like, okay. Like at least it's not like some weird, like cult thing. I don't know. Yeah, like I yeah. was like, I don't know what the, the vibe is of something like this. Yeah. I'm not like I don't do cool things like that. You know. <laughs> like I was like, this is in my world. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of not really. I mean. I didn't know what to expect with that, but I will say that that's kind of not really my world either. Like, you know, the kind of like, I mean, I'd never been to a box before. Neither have I. And I was like, okay, so this is just really far away, but I have chicken tenders. Yeah, chicken tenders, pizzas, and a personal bartender. We had a personal bartender. But but it's like, you know, I feel like something like that is so weird because you're so separated from like the fun of like a show. Like, obviously, it was so cool, very sweet. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> to do that for a bunch of strangers yeah. <laughs> sweet or like a midlife crisis i cannot who's to say who's um to I didn't say nothing. Say. but you know you really are like oh like the fun of going to things is being around people's yeah. energy and yeah, you're, yeah. i feel like you're so removed from like 
the real energy of something. Yeah, that you're, you're just high like, up. You're well, like that's why rich people are the way they are. Is because they're completely disconnected from the rest of us. Yeah, it's like this, yeah. It's like, this is how you watch. This is how you watch a concert. Yeah. From and a you're box. like yeah. from a box, like where you're like sitting down and you like you can't. Like it's cool being like seeing all that stuff, but then. If you look, you're like, oh, I have like the same view as someone who right. paid like a, <laughs> yeah. like one tenth of the price of being here. You just don't have to breathe the same air. Yeah, I'm just, but I'm just like not close to them physically. Yeah, yeah, they're they're right there. Is, but. Yeah, they're like literally right below me and beside me. Yeah. Yet I am. It's just the prestige. Yeah, yes, that's literally the only and the bartender, yeah. the personal bartender. It's yeah. weird. It's a weird, weird. It experience. was very strange. It was a weird night and. Uh, won't get too into it because but i was like oh, we're the only black people here josh oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and thundercat and thundercat yes because <laughs> then thundercat came in and yeah i was, and like, I was like, like oh okay good straight. <laughs> and i was like josh I know. another black person because, well, because you also came a little bit later i like i was there and it was very it was like four people and i was like i, I even even when i was in i very much was like am i supposed to be here <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it was I will talk. I will say we. I talked to the woman who we were in contact with to get our tickets and everything. Yeah. And she told me her job was created for that express purpose of people who are invited by Julian Casablancas <laughs> wow. to come to shows. So you know what? The whole experience felt like. Oh, I'm an NPC. This is a guy's main quest. <laughs> yeah. It's like make Normie happy. <laughs> And it, that was that was the whole yeah. function of everything. Yeah. Damn. And yeah. that was only part one of the night, but we'll keep it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I shouldn't be here. Yeah, that was I, weird. I, I, I'm because I was away that weekend, and I probably would have been with you. If, oh yeah, you would have been there. But, uh, but I've, I've been I've been having FOMO of this night. No, now I mean, I'm like, no, I, I wouldn't call I'm it okay that I missed that. Yeah, I think you made the right decision. It was literally to, it's just for the story to tell. That it was like a weird short story. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like being a character in like some weird. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> well, the next day, I like, I I I was. I was a changed man. You were. You were. He was so bummed. Was, <laughs> you know what? We have a lot to say after this. Yeah. So bummed. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's kind of like most of what I, I had on the list to really talk about. Um, you been watching any any reality TV? I feel like you watch a lot of. I feel like you absorb a lot of content. Man, are you, watching, are you watching the Elephant in the Room show? Oh, the freaking. Uh, I'm a slut girl. Whatever the song is. <laughs> oh, it's I'm a freak. I'm a the whole freak. time I'm saying I'm a slut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a freak. Yeah. What is that? What is that? Oh my God. I forgot the name of it. The title there. I was like the imposter. <laughs> no. um, so I watched the first episode and I was like, you know, it's worst crime is that it's kind of boring. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, something feels like tantalizing and like, whoa, look at Sam Levinson. Make these people do crazy things. <laughs> yeah. But then at the end of the day, you're like, I'm just kind of bored. Like nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season four, or episode four gets pretty interesting. I will say. Really? I mean, it's I've like, like season. Sorry, episode three. It, it starts to take a turn. Yeah, I just think it's a very. I think it is one of the worst shows on television. I think it's. I honestly, it makes me sad for the world, and yeah. not in like a prudish kind of way. Yeah. But I'm just like, this isn't storytelling. Yeah. This well, it, it, it also real. feels like it's very much like put together. Like pieced back together from something, like it was like broken and then put together. Because like there's like literally characters that are in like one episode and you just like never see them again. It's kind of like, honestly, I think 
the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, like, you know, if someone like Tommy Wiseau had so much money <laughs> and like HBO behind him, like he could have made the room something yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really <laughs> yeah. feel like that's... Hey, I still stay in the room. I think Sam Levinson has some kind of talent. And I, I, I honestly think by episode three of this show, I was like, okay, I get why this is good. And I hate that I like it, but I think it is. I mean, is it like show. just because you've been so tortured by the first two episodes <laughs> that you're like, that you're, any that you're like, hey, wait a second. Something good. is <laughs> a little bit happening right now. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like, I think it, I really hate that I'm defending the show because I think like the entire thing around it is just awful. But I think that it's one of the, one of the only shows that like captures the contemporary reality in a way that I haven't seen yet. That's a bit of a stretch. I don't think it is. I don't. <laughs> like, I really don't think it is. It's like it, I, name another show that is doing Euphoria. that. Another Sam Levinson yeah, show, but that's a and I think show, this though. captures like that. That one still like kind of feels semi period piece. This show, like I feel like, captures the current era really, really. I mean, it shows it for all of its vanity and and disgust, but it shows it. Fair. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, but like to me, I'm kind of like, you know that like video of Whoopi Goldberg going, okay. <laughs> like that's like, it's like, yeah, yeah. okay. Like yeah. truly, what are you saying? Also like, I hate that the show is so about telling you exactly what's happening. And what, like, there's no subtlety to it uh, yeah. at all. Where it's just like all these people just talking about the things that happened before that you're supposed to know. And then right. what mm. they're thinking and how they're feeling and what the next thing that's going to happen is going to be and what should mm. be. And you're like, I cannot get a moment to have a thought yeah, watching yeah, yeah. this. But that's <laughs> yeah. the new, that's the Sam Levinson, that's the TikTok generation style of storytelling. Like, what is this? It's like, it's like, well, remember when your mom died because, and then you had a mental breakdown yeah. after your mom died. Yeah. Do you remember that happening? Yeah. Well, that's what happened to you. Um, and then you came up with the song and I don't know, that's what happened before. How crazy <laughs> is it that she comes up with, I'm a freak after her mom dies. Yeah, yeah. also it's like, show me her breakdown. Like, I don't, believe anything that's happening to yeah, her yeah, yeah. is like has any stakes because like yeah. the worst thing that happened to her happened and now she's just like running like, around yeah. in like a string bikini all day <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and like so smoking a thousand, thousand cigarettes yeah. she would not be able to dance i was gonna yeah. say I was she gonna would say. be so out of breath all yeah. the time smoking those i little will say like, i do think a lot of this is intentional like we were talking about the, the, in the newest scene there's this uh, there's this shot where this guy gets out of a car and he's literally smoking a bong while getting out of the car while he has a blunt in his hand and it's the most absurd thing yeah. ever yeah. but i think that's the point right I like think that's the an whole intention thing with sam levinson is that Everything he does is a response to something someone said about yeah, him. Yeah, he's a very sure. reactive. Where it's like to the point where it's like he, you know, he's very. It's a classic tale of someone who's like, oh, critics don't matter, but I'm obsessed with what critics yeah, say. Like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. or yeah. like what people say doesn't matter. I'm here to tell a story, and they can take what they want from but it. But he's the most but he's sensitive. So yeah, like. like what was that like tweet prompt like who's losing the I don't give a fuck war it's like he is losing <laughs> yeah. constantly so yeah. like Malcolm and Marie are response to yeah. which is also weird because it's like okay so you're gonna make yourself a black guy to have more of a leg to stand on with the criticism <laughs> because you know it would not work if you hired a white guy to be you yeah, yeah. and then with the idol it's like you know the thing that pissed me off so much about that show was yeah. the first episode first scene with the intimacy coordinator and yeah. the nudity writers because it's like factually incorrect like right. my friend who's an actress was like this is crazy because if you sign a nudity you know like a, a like a nudity thing with your lawyer yeah 
it's you coming up with these terms, having them sign it. Right. So like if you are in a scene where you're partially nude, if a part of your body that shows that you don't want it to show, yeah. then you can say that will not be in the finished product. Right. You know? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. to it's to set a standard for what is in the finished product. Right. And if you wanted to change that, you would have if you didn't care, you would have said, All right, well I'll show full breast, full areola, full nipple. Right, like, you know, right, it's right, like right. And then to pretend it's like this thing that's created by like men to destroy women and bring them down is so crazy to <laughs> yeah, me because yeah. it's literally a way for people to protect themselves over their image being used in a way they don't want to. True. And yeah, the, yeah. the fact that they're making it sound like it's like this like crazy thing that's so backwards because of mm. course everyone hates on Sam Lev Sam Levinson for trying to push people into doing yeah, nude yeah. scenes. And no, no, that was very. This much is the, this is actually like, the weirdest thing about this show is that it feels as if it's making a commentary on something or like actually getting to the heart of a problem that they are the ones creating. Yes, and exactly. And so it's like, it's almost like accidentally destroying their own thing. Oh, 100%. And that's why I like it is because it's getting to the heart of something but that that they're the culprit of I just don't so really, I don't I don't, I don't know where it's going to twist you I just know? don't think Sam Levinson has that much to say like I don't yeah, think that's, he's that yeah, deep that's like, definitely I don't not. he's a rich he, kid who like, like Nepo baby like I just don't think there's like much there with him yeah. I think he has like a lot of resources and like unlimited resources to fail and right. restart mm -hmm. and do all this stuff yeah. and if any filmmaker with like any modicum of talent or understanding of like film or storytelling was given that chance i think they could probably make something better yeah like yeah. i i do think so like i think he just is the guy who did it yeah kind of thing but where it, are these other guys that's like well they're not barry levinson's son yeah or did they make <laughs> euphoria and you know like as much as i think euphoria is really stupid and like you know quote unquote problematic in the way that it's made and like a mm. lot of things have been said about it yeah. like there is like an element to it that like you you can't look away kind of right, thing. Right. Yeah, and it's I think a car crash. That's... The idol just doesn't have that yeah. quality that made Euphoria so popular yeah. of like mm -hmm. getting the right people to work on it, getting right. the right aesthetic that, yeah. you know, Zoomers <clears throat> love and all that stuff. Like, I just don't, like, I don't know where he went with that, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that the, the reason that Euphoria worked was because that was semi- autobiographical right like that was a personal story of his so that was his yeah. thing that he had to say right. this it's like i don't know what the fuck <laughs> yeah, i hope it's not semi-autobiographical <laughs> yeah. because honestly it could be yeah. and that's the scary thing about it is when you're watching the weekend it's like this could be you like oh we had God, an encounter with we had an encounter with him let's not let's let's not okay <laughs> when this is done recording <laughs> but you know i do think there's like this whole thing with the weekend where it's kind of like you know he's like everyone's supposed to hate Tedros and all this stuff but yeah. you're like you know I get that as a concept but it's like if you're not like an effective writer or good at yeah. creating satire or parody yeah. or being like you know like we're gonna turn the mirror back on ourselves like that's yeah. a hard skill to have and I yeah, just yeah, yeah. don't think as much as they want to have it that they do yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think they have the chops yeah yeah I get that it's like I do believe that's probably their intention yeah like, I don't think they're, like, glorifying it. Right. But, okay, this is the last thing I'll say. But, like, <laughs> even for something like Euphoria, where it's, like, you know, you're watching these teen, these people, adult women playing teen girls. Right. Go through really terrible sexual experiences. Yeah. And it's not meant to show. And the way it's shot, it's just kind of, like, you know, you're watching it and it's, like, this is supposed to turn someone on. It's not right. supposed to make you grossed out by the things right. that happen in the right. world. Right. And I think that's kind of where he can't be a yeah. good artist. It's like yeah. he's making it 
look too desirable and too yeah. you know it's not like even you know comparing euphoria to skins like you're not like you know, I, I feel like even though Skins is like soapy and stuff, you're kind of like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, yeah, you're like, yeah. these kids have actual problems. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's like this element of him like being so salacious all the time that yeah. just like doesn't yeah. And like unnecessarily work. salacious. Yeah. It's just kind of like it doesn't, not everything has to be like a hot montage. Yeah. yeah. Show, every sex scene in this show makes me wildly uncomfortable. It's, it's None like of it's turning me on. 50 Shades of Grey for like an A24 bro. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> where you're like, Okay, like I don't. <laughs> Which, not gonna lie, I actually watched that movie a couple weeks ago. Really? <laughs> I mean, I've seen, and you're like, yeah, I get why, like, housewives love this yeah. Twilight fan fiction that yeah. turned into a yeah, movie. Literally yeah. written by, it was like a peer written thing that yeah, she just stole on like, like a forum. Yeah, and <laughs> I think that's kind of like what he, he's doing, like the yeah. film bro version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, Sarah, anything else you got going on? What's uh, What's next in the world for you? More scam influences. More scams. More scamming. I guess is it seasons based? Uh, just... Yeah, I guess it's like season, like a year as a season now. Okay. I don't know. They're, they they really. I don't understand the format sometimes, yeah. or I'm like, what counts as a season? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, it's like uh, I guess until at least the end of the year. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Well, congrats on all the. All the potting and the writing. Hey, thanks yeah. for having me on, bros. Yeah, thank you, no, thank you yeah. so much for coming. And uh, we obviously have a whole other conversation to have oh, off yeah. pod. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. There are things that cannot be said. You're we know like, too no, much. stop. <laughs> no. You guys should do special episodes where people pay for the off the record. We were doing that for We a while. did try to do it. Mm, then we got a, a season six. And I ain't say excuse me because I did that shit on purpose, yeah. You see a star in this bitch. You know I brought a hundred black cars in this bitch. Nobody touching on my shit So you know I had to bring my own bottles in this bitch Riding by myself, shopping bag in the backseat Niggas with the money to they ear don't attract me Fly out the country, let a prince nigga bag me Nympho, wanna do a nigga, pockets nasty Bitches hating on me, but it's cool, niggas love me Body banging, I ain't have to let the doctor cut me Sick of being humble, cause you bitches don't respect that And the next one of y'all hoes wanna get bold, I'm gon' check that And the next one of y'all blogs wanna spread lies, I'm gon' sue you And the next bitch that break my NDA, that gon' for you too. Now listen to me, cause I'm giving you bitches a warning. You gon' have to pay me forever trying to Ay, be corny. I'm from the city of the drink, sip a slab, Ryan Pang, yeah. bitches so bad, got the famous niggas.